Hello and welcome to The Gathering Podcast. If you are listening on a different medium other than through our app, please be sure you find it, download it. It is available on iOS and Android. You can search We Are The Gathering and then you can have these podcasts right at your fingertips. Please sit back, relax, enjoy this message, and I hope that it inspires you. What we're going to talk about tonight is what I call the dash debacle. Just because I like alliteration, it's like my thing. Um, <clears throat> each one of you has an incredible purpose and plan that God has, has made for you. And in our minds, sometimes we try to wrap that up in a specific life events and things that we want to have happen. Um, maybe a career opportunity or some sort of college, university, or um, a prefix or a suffix that comes after our name. But you have to understand that, that even above all that, God has a plan and a purpose for you. And just like I stated a moment ago, it's to make the most out of every five-minute block, or every second that you have, every uh, interaction that you have. And so it's important that when, when people look at your life, you know, talk about the dash, when you die on your headstone between two dates is a line that we call a dash. What, what are people going to think about when they see that dash on your headstone? What is that dash going to be about for you? What did you do with that? Each one of us, we have this innate desire to do something, to leave a mark, to leave a legacy, to say something, to impact somebody, to save the world, whatever it is, whether it's it's small um, or huge, whether you think it's small, if it's being a full-time mom and raising kids who love Jesus or you know, being a pastor that travels the world and speaks on stages in front of millions of people, each one of those lives, every dash can make a difference. And God has a plan for everybody's dash to make a difference. So as we talk about the rising in leadership in general, we're talking about how we uh, interact and how we see things and how we how we do things. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's start at the beginning, at the center. Um, if you want to see a, a tree that's vibrant and producing a lot of fruit, you got to first look at the seed. You got to think about what's there. You can't you can't plant a peach tree seed and then pray for God to let it produce apples. It's not going to happen. If you don't plant the right things in your life, you're not going to get the fruit that you're looking for. That's simply it. So before we start talking about how to do life well and and how to engage in these type of circumstances, start getting to the applications of leadership in your life and in all the areas of your life. Let's first look at the seed and let's start there. And so <clears throat> The dash debacle, the word debacle means a violent disruption or failure. So if we're, again, talking about the dash in your life, nobody wants their dash to be a failure or for there to be a violent disruption in your dash. We know that life happens, but like I said, we all have an innate desire to succeed. So what does it really take? What's one of the, the main things that it's going to take to make sure that you actually live this life with purpose and that you're able to take advantage of those things. Well, the first main point is vision. The Bible says that without vision, the people perish. Again, we're talking about a start date and an end date on your headstone. At the end is you will die. And that says without vision, the people perish. Basically, before you're even dead, your life is dead. How many, how many people have you seen or maybe experienced um, or, or even heard the testimony of their life where they, they maybe they had a lot of dreams or aspirations, but didn't really 
accomplish anything. Um, it's a year ago, actually tomorrow, is an, the anniversary from when my mother passed away. She died of cancer. We had about a six month um, heads up. And I love my mom very much. I hadn't seen her in like seven years. And to, to save you all the details, uh, I grew up in church. She taught me how to study the Bible, really gave me a passion for God. And I'm eternally grateful to her for that. And she had lots of dreams of being a missionary and doing all kinds of other things. She led Bible studies, did a lot of great things, but still felt like God had put so much in her heart to do and accomplish. But just last year, she passed away uh, from cancer. And basically from the time that my parents divorced, um, which was about 16 years ago, she was pretty much just spinning tires uh, in her purpose. It had a lot to do with how her mindset was. And I won't get into all of that, but I literally was holding her when her last breath left her lungs. And it was, it was eye-opening. It was awakening. It was... Um, something that was also a, an amazing miracle to, to be with someone on this side of heaven and know in that moment the gates of heaven are opening and I can be the sending party to the receiving party. Such, such a cool thing. But it, it really, something like that really wakes you up and says, how is it that someone with so much passion and so much vivacious, so much, who had such a vivacious sense of the calling of God in their life didn't really seem to come close to realizing those things. How does that happen? Wh what happens? Well, life happens. Stuff happens that you don't plan on. Things that um, can cripple just your ability to, to get around or, or do whatever. We're all born in different circumstances, different families, different jobs, different things. We have different income. Some people are, are born in um, societies, communi communities with a certain last name that gives you certain rights. I'm sure maybe one of you are those people where you just you have golden shoes and you walk on clouds and people just know who you are and it's awesome. And there's people that nobody knows who you are and everywhere you go, you got to work harder than everybody else. Life happens happens variables happen we're, we're born in a different set situations but God gives us each a vision and each a calling and a purpose so how do we how do we get there no matter what our situation is no matter what happens well that's the seed we're about to talk about it all has to do with your mindset so this is where this is where it's really going to twist your mind a little bit so I need you guys to be open um it's not going to be quite like inception or anything like that. But I'm going to challenge us in our thinking to come up to another level, okay? So the normal mindset or the world or success mindset says that failures are a setback because you're constantly trying to prove yourself as smart or successful. So let's stop there for a second. When we talk about success or failure, normally we're talking about how you perform or the outcome to a scenario that you intentionally engage in. So let's talk about um, a football game. You know, at the end, there's a, somebody succeeded and somebody failed based on the, the points of the game, the results. It's obvious. So you can apply that to each thing in your life. You know, if, say you're going for that promotion and you don't get it. Man, that's a failure. That's a setback. Now you feel like, man, maybe I'm not going to get to that. Or, you go through Bible college and you study and you serve at your church and you want to become a, mis uh, a minister, a pastor. You want to get on staff and you don't get offered that position. Somebody else does. What do you do with that? That's that's a failure. Right. And I have I have this calling like I know God's called me to do this. What do I do with that? And I've, I've literally seen people who told me with such passion that they wanted to do something and knew that they had a calling 
to be at Bible college or do ministry or do that. And then you look at them a few years later and they got some other random job and they've got a family and <clears throat> they're just kind of in the life rhythm. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but again, we're looking at people who have such a, again, vivacious sense of the purpose and plan that God has for them, yet life happens. We have success, we have failure, and we just kind of end up in this place that we never saw ourselves in, and we're trying to make the most of it. So that mindset, you can also kind of parenthesize that as the fixed mindset. What that does also, that kind of mindset, it drives us in each section of our life because we're trying to obtain that success. It means that in each avenue that we're trying to succeed, we have a desire to prove ourselves, to prove our knowledge, to prove our ability, to prove that we do well. So let's go back to the football field. You know, we're always constantly analyzing stats and guys are trying really hard to prove that they can do really well. Uh, the problem with that kind of mindset trying to constantly prove that you're doing good is either consciously or subconsciously, it will cause you to not push past what you know your limits are. Why? Because then you end up in an unknown area of risk and the failure rate now becomes much higher, right? If you know you can jump 10 feet and I ask you to jump 11, you're like, Psh. I mean, you, you might try, you might not, because in your head, you know you're gonna fail, right? So it's kind of one of those things where now we're placing limitations on ourselves, just because we're trying to prove our ability. We're now limiting um, our kind of risk factor that we're willing to engage in, which if you think about it, what is faith? It's, it's belief in the things that aren't proven, the things that aren't seen. So right there, subconsciously, just because of our fixed mindset, we're limiting our ability in faith. We're limiting what we believe God to do because we think we we got it figured out. We're afraid of failure. We don't want to see people. We don't want people to see us fail. So we're now limiting ourselves. And you might push out a little bit, but it's like God, again, God has such an incredible supernatural purpose and plan for you. So we're talking about trying to completely maximize that in every situation. Don't limit yourself. Don't have that fixed mindset. Say, okay, great. You sold me on that. That sounds awesome. What should the mindset be? Well, the other side to that is the growth mindset or the godly mindset. It says that everything, including failures, is about developing yourself. And the only failure in this mindset is simply not growing. So step back a second. If in the fixed mindset, the goal is to succeed or to prove that you have the ability or even the, the best ability out of a group of people or a certain scenario to perform, okay? That's what you measure success at. And if, you, if you're not number one, in the words of Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last, right? But looking at, looking at the godly mindset, now the only measure of success is that you grow, that you learn something, that you develop yourself, right? Let's go back to the seed in the tree. In the Bible, it talks about fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? Fruits of the Spirit. Did anybody hear success there? Nothing about success. But all of those things key on your character, things about you, things about your personality, things about how you interact with people, love, joy, peace, patience, kind. All those things have to do with how you uh, handle uh, inputs and how you output based on what's going on. So if you look, we're already starting to see that in the Bible, 
it supports this growth mindset the the mindset that success is based on development we can also put a church in these word on this and call it sanctification that's exactly what sanctification is if you heard that word before and think that sounds like really cool i don't know i think it just means be good be a good person constantly it's really growing it's constantly improving you have salvation you have a moment where jesus comes in your life and you say yes god you're my lord but surrendering yourself and trying to grow and develop and hone in on on not just answering the question of what would jesus do but again we're looking at the purpose and the plan that god intricately wove in you while you're in your mother's womb trying to figure out what that thing is but obtain it god is he takes every second of every day to constantly prepare us for the place that he wants us to be the only way for you to be as prepared as you can be is if you're taking in every second with this growth mindset no matter what's happening whether i'm winning or failing as far as the fixed mindset is saying i'm actually winning because i'm always growing i'm always developing does that make sense see how that see how that's kind of changing the game where if i'm on the losing team on the football game to me i can walk off the field and feel like it was success because I learned something. I, I got motivated some kind of way. Maybe because of the way I screwed something up, I know that I need to change my strategy or that, man, that guy showed me something like he literally worked really hard at, at what he's doing. So now I feel challenged. So you can walk away being a better person, um, having more endurance, having more discipline. So, so again, now we're tying back into those fruits of the spirit. It's all kind of coming around. But to really prove to you that this mindset is biblical, if you have your Bibles, via electronic form or paper form, you can turn to James 1, verse 2. It's right in the beginning of James. James is a super short book, right after Hebrews. And I love this. Normally when you read this, I read this too. Um, my team earlier this week, I, I manage a team of processors at Movement Mortgage. There's a few people that are Christians there, nobody that's really like steadily going to church. The rest of them aren't. Um, and because I'm their boss, they have to listen to whatever I say. So <laughs> I kind of bounce ideas off of them. And or as they ask me questions, um, it gives me a chance to kind of throw out ideas or, or certain things. And uh, this one girl next to me, <clears throat> Julie, asked me a question. Uh, something about going through um, hard times. She's actually going through a, a divorce right now. And so I brought up James 1, 2. And the face, the look that she gave me when I started reading this was awesome. But it starts out like this. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete needing nothing. Just that first line is uh, what made her look at me like I had 17 hits. Consider it an opportunity for great joy when troubles come your way. That already sounds crazy. Yeah. But if you if you actually go back to the the Greek word for joy, I like to I like to do word studies and try to go to the source for things because this is a translation so it's already somebody looking at a word the various meanings that are possible and then picking whichever one they think works and putting it in there so i want to go back to where he was in his brain picking what word he picked that he thought would work well so if you look at the original greek word that word joy could actually um you could you could actually use the phrase calm delight so have calm delight in troubles when you face troubles of any kinds 
For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Endurance, you can also use the phrase, you can substitute the phrase, patient continuance. So your, your patience or your ability to continue in patience has a chance to grow. If you look at the, just that first line again, it seems such like a mind flip. Doesn't make any sense. Consider it pure joy or take calm delight in the face of troubles. But if we go back to what we just learned about the growth mindset, again, now it doesn't matter what's happening. Success is based on your ability to develop and to grow, right? Well, just think about situations in your life. What situation or situations do you think you grew the most out of? You, you learn the most things, really valuable things. I think that changed the way you see life, changed the way that you speak to people, maybe added another depth of, of value perspective to your life. I guarantee each one of us, if we thought of a specific example, it would have been a really tough time. It would have been a trial of some sort. You know, a, a parent passing away, experiencing a, a divorce or something like that. Maybe your, your best friend was in a car accident and, and died in, in high school. You know, whatever it is, it's things like that that make us wake up and wonder, you know, what is life about? But the thing about trials is that they're literally packed with the potential to grow and develop. And so when James says, when those come, when those really tough time comes, like get ready and be super excited because a moment just happened that has a huge amount of potential for you to grow and develop and succeed. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense now when you have that growth mindset. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. It's almost like, duh. You know, come on, James, tell me something new. But for people in the fixed mindset that are literally just looking at what comes at them, and now we have a serious trial or trouble or a, a failure, joy is the last thing they're experiencing. Joy is, it's not even close to being in their brain of going, oh yeah, I'm going to have joy. And to say that makes them think that you're just completely ignoring it. But as, as Christians, we don't, we don't ignore trials. We don't ignore troubles. We believe. We believe that God's working in it and he's, he's using it for our good. And it, belief doesn't mean that you ignore things. It just means that you look for the best that you're constantly looking for the best. So you're looking for the literally the golden nuggets of growth opportunities in, in everything. And when you have a pile of rocks hit you, sometimes you got to sift through that sucker to find the gold. It might be difficult, but push through, power through. God knew it was coming. He planned for you to be ready and to be there with you. And he's standing on the side waiting for you to grab those nuggets to add to your value so you can keep moving on to your purpose. But what happens is people in the fixed mindset, they see something that huge and they go, I'm such a failure. I have no value. I have no meaning. I'll never achieve anything. And they get stuck. They literally get stuck. That's what happened to my mother. That's what happened in her mind. So many things in life happened that she never saw coming, that she felt like she didn't deserve, that she got stuck. You can kind of think about it visually, visually like this. So you've got your dash, but you're traveling along in life, you know, pretty even keel, doing your thing. And then you have trouble or trial, instantly an obstacle. It's, it's holding you up. And with that fixed mindset or the world mindset because you're looking at success or failure black and white that's an obvious failure it's going to hold you up it's going to impede your flow but when you take the growth mindset and you look at it and, and you have joy in the sense of knowing that now you have an incredible opportunity to grow when you see that block you actually realize 
It's just a piece of stairs. What is stairs? It's a bunch of blocks. So now you're up here and you're moving. You're still moving, but you're now at a higher elevation than you were previously. And people see you and they see you running up on that thing and you're sizing it up and they're like, what's this guy going to do? And everybody else is like, oh man, that must be so tough, you know, going through that or, or hitting that wall or having that failure. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, I don't, I would never wish for it to go away because I wouldn't be at the level of elevation or altitude that I am now. So I, I thank God for every trial that I've been through every single one because without it i wouldn't be the person that i am today i wouldn't have the perspective i wouldn't be able to continually keep stepping you know on stair after stair to get closer and closer not just to sanctification and being a great person but to the purpose and the plan that god has for me the purpose and plan that he has for you guys to influence each person and not really from a stage but just from from life again just from second to second moment to moment seeing the value when you live at that kind of altitude, now it doesn't matter what your job title is. It doesn't matter what your family situation is like. It doesn't matter how long the line is at Walmart. Nothing is a failure. Again, every moment is a chance for you to grow and develop. And when you're able to also focus on people that in those moments, then God can use all that. And now it doesn't matter what your title is or anything. Everything that we normally set as goals it really doesn't matter. It's all just a cover-up. It's just a chance for you to keep growing and illustrate that to other people. So some things to help us stay focused on the vision. So again, we're talking about the seed, the very core, the mindset, where it starts. When we ask Jesus to come into our life, he's transforming our heart, but we have to protect our mind. That's what the enemy tries to get at. In the Garden of Eden, in the Garden of Eden when the devil said, did God really say that you can't eat? from any tree or eat any fruit he already twisted the words that's not what god said at all but because eve wasn't protecting her mind she immediately accepted that lie as the truth and started thinking on that but if she'd gone back to that very first thought and realized that's not correct then she'd have, she would have saw actually that God said you can eat from any tree except for this one. And now you see God is a really gracious God who really is just looking out for him where the enemy twisted it and made it seem like he's just trying to control him. And that's exactly what she keyed, on, keyed in on. So what we're doing is we're, we're putting the truth in our minds so that we can protect it. Anytime the enemy tries to say you're a failure, like this didn't work out, he's not going to do anything with you, you can say that's a lie. This Everything is success because I'm going to develop and I'm going to grow and it's just going to be another block on, on my stair step getting to my purpose and the altitude and the level that God wants me to be. So the first thing we need to help us hang on to this is just simply perspective. Simply perspective. Knowing that I mentioned earlier that God intricately designed you and and wove you together in your in your mother's womb like he knows you better than anyone so if you're sitting here thinking like i have all these passions and desires things that i want to do maybe you have so many you don't even know how to even operate in all those well know that god knows them even better than you because he placed them there while you're discovering them he's the one who authored them so if you think about it that way there's no person not you not your mom not anybody else that had anything to do with creating you knows your passions and desires better than god so why try to do it on your own why try to craft your own plan to get to somewhere some career that you think will let you operate in your skill set and make you satisfied when god knows you better than anything else now it's kind of scary it takes faith because it your life may end up looking nothing like you would envisioned it would to help you um, feel like you're operating in your skill sets or to be fulfilled. But 
You just have to trust that God's going to put you in a place that's going to make you the most fulfilled and use you to your most potential. That's exactly what he wants to do. So perspective that God can always do it way better than we can. It's that simple. Way better than you could ever do on your own. And I could tell you my story of different things where with a go-getter type of attitude, I tried to make stuff happen that I thought would be good for me, fell on my face, ended up in a place I never thought I'd be in, but realized I'm actually much happier now doing what I'm doing now than what I could have been doing if I succeeded my way. Another thing is hunger. There is a lack of hunger generally in our society because we're constantly satiated by stuff. There's just so much going on. I mean, I'm looking at an iPhone and there's 17 screens in here and the, the electric meter out there is spinning. Like we have a lot of stuff going on and we lack hunger because we literally don't have any downtime. You can, you can spend as much time as you want being busy, whether it's social media, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. You can find things to be busy doing. But spiritual hunger is when nothing fills us except for being close to God. And I believe it's it, that God actually tries to, he has designed divine dissatisfaction in our hearts. That's why we're constantly doing and moving and going and, and feeding off of people or trying to find other things because God placed that in us. But of course, luckily we know as believers that only God can feel that, right? Only God can feel that. So having a hunger for God, knowing that um, God's gonna be the, the only person that's gonna fill that up, you know, spending time with God in your relationship. This is just basic things, basic things, just spending one-on-one time with God. Again, re-engaging, letting him tell you um, what he wants you to do. I spend every morning praying on the way to work. God, help me to see what you want me to see today. Help me see people the way you see them. Give me your eyes. Give me your ears to see what's really happening and to hear what people aren't saying. You know, just trying to look past what's there because I've a hunger to experience God in the day-to-day simply that a third thing is humility and this is the stark difference between those two mindsets when your when your success is based on proving what you know there's zero room for humility literally the whole thing is built upon you trying to prove that you know what you know that you know everything that you're a know-it-all and the trouble with that is the better you get at that the the least room that you have to actually succeed because eventually it's going to catch up with you nobody knows everything and pride comes before the fall right so the more you build yourself up as this know-it-all and you're proving yourself to everyone and maybe maybe you're just a genius or you're working in the field that you know everything about and you're a smooth talker and you're extroverted and you can do all that that'll take you a long way but eventually you're going to hit a spot where you're going to fail and this whole thing that you've built up is going to come crashing down and completely come crashing down. That kind of stuff ruins people. People who are, are major successes in the spotlight, they commit suicide, they do crazy things all because they build up an image and then they fail. There's no humility. But with the growth attitude, literally the whole basis is on humility because now no matter what happens you're looking at how to grow and develop so say you're my boss and you come to me and you say hey you're doing this wrong no matter how you approach me because if i've got a spirit of humility and again my goal is just to learn then no matter what he's saying i'm going to be extracting the golden nuggets and and allowing how he's presenting it to me just roll off 
I'm not worried about it. Um, I was talking to just a team member today where her and an underwriter were kind of going back and forth on who messed on something, messed up on something. Turns out my teammate was right, you know, because I trained him. Probably the reason why. But she she was really getting emotionally upset because she was trying to prove this thing and he was trying to prove this thing and you're having this battle of, of people trying to prove that they're right. There's a lot of emotions in there. And at the end of the day, when they figured out what the deal was and that was she was she was that she was right she was still emotionally affected he was emotionally affected and really all that mattered is that we just kept moving it didn't even really matter who was right or wrong we knew that we had to proceed a different way we could have already done that and already been past that and been like actually making progress so when you when you lose humility and you're just trying to prove yourself you end up wasting a lot of emotions you end up hurting people distancing people and say you build up to say that you're right and you end up being wrong how are you going to feel you're just going to make people around you feel bad if you are right so humility is, is a key thing in this growth mindset it makes it so that no matter what scenario you're in you're able to operate above it so you won't even get into that battle Hey, you know, you got to do it this way. And I even made notes in there. You should have saw that. Reading that makes you want to respond some kind of way. But if you look at it and you just think, all right, the, the, the goal here is to develop. And again, practice those fruits of the spirit. You can just say, okay, great. Thanks for letting me know. I'll fix it right now. Because I'm not worried about proving that I was right or not. I'm literally just trying to grow and develop. And I can look and make sure, hey, did I miss something? If I, if I do some homework and find out I didn't miss it, that makes me feel good. Like, okay, I actually do know what I'm doing. But you just keep, you keep moving. You make progress and you maintain that relationship too with that person. Think about in you know, a dating or, or a marriage relationship, how much better that can be. Say somebody just had a bad day. Hey, you left the cup out on the table. You're always leaving the cups out on the table. Well, it just so happened. Maybe you normally leave the cup out on the table, but you're sitting there drinking your, your cup and you get right down to the bottom. You get a phone call. It's your brother. His car's broke down. So you just run out the door. So you're out there. You're getting greasy and sweating, trying to fix that thing. You come home and now your spouse is yelling at you about leaving the cup out on the table. It's if, if you can approach things in a way of, of humility and you're more worried about growing or developing, then you end up getting, giving people the benefit of the doubt as well and you restore relationships and again it's only ever always about people right so it kind of helps you operate in that so we've got perspective hunger humility james 4 10 says humble yourself in the sight of the lord and he will lift you up and then the fourth thing the final thing is resolve pure resolve just decide that you'll never go back zero exit strategy um, they'll tell you this in, in marriage counseling, zero exit strategy. When you start getting into this thing, this, this vision and this purpose and this plan that God has for you, it's, it's going to get scary. Anybody scared of heights in here? Anybody? Grant is jumping from them. Well, that whole, that, that stair step thing, you're, you're going to start to get pretty high. But the good news is it's not built on your own strength. It's not built upon your own knowledge. It's built on God raising you up. But it can, it can get kind of scary. You're going to get in places where it's going to take a lot of faith. And that's the goal. Like if you can, if you can dream it and you can do it in your own strength, it's, it's not what God has for you because he's bigger than you and me and our own dreams and our own visions. So it's going to be scary. Know that. Accept it now that it's going to be scary. Just decide, have that resolve that you're never going to go back. 
the best example of that when Jesus was preparing to die on the cross. Like he, he could see and he knew that his greatest moment of impact influence was about to come. But it also so happened to be the biggest trial that he was ever going to face. So again, this is, this is now pushing back to that James 1, 2, where consider it joy because it's developing you. Those trials are developing you. Without the largest trial that Jesus ever faced, his largest impact or his largest success never would have happened. So think about that the next time you're looking straight at something that you know is scary. This literally could be your biggest moment of success, or at least yet. You know, there may be more. So when you approach it that way and you see it, then you have those words like Jesus said, "Is if it's possible, God, if there's any other way to do this, I'd appreciate going plan B, but not my will, your will be done. Because he was thinking about unlocking the full potential of his purpose, the reason why he was placed on earth, but at the same time, he was also thinking about the people that God had placed them on earth to impact literally everyone, and that's you. God's put you here for an incredible purpose and a plan for you, but also to unlock things for other people, to benefit and help other people. And when you see the trials like that, like that's when you take it as joy. Like, don't take this trial from me. Like, I need this thing for me and because it's going to unlock more influence for all the people around me. And now you start hoarding trouble and when they pop up you just laugh like okay devil you might as well write this sucker off as a loss because i'm going to dive into this thing head first going what can i learn where can i grow who am i going to help out of this even when you don't know you just know that god's specifically designed this thing in your purpose because in romans he says all things work out to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose that's because he designs you to extract the best things out of every scenario every situation. Again, there's no failure. Zero failure. It's pretty awesome, right? So I want to do something, all of us in here tonight, just just an exercise for you. Um, getting back to the idea of vision. It's great to have the mindset, but again, it's paired with vision. With Without vision, the people perish. Um, there's, there's nothing that excites, excites me more than having a sense of what God wants to do with me and through me. And when you hit trials, it's, it's having that in your mind that, that helps you keep having this growth mindset so that you can keep driving and keep pushing. And I'm sure everybody in here is uh, career-oriented. You all have goals, things that you're doing, whether you're in school. Everybody's on a plan, on a purpose whether it's a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, or a 30-year 401k strategy. We all have plans in here. We all have plans in this room, but what, what I really want to believe God for tonight, what I want you guys to believe for, if maybe you've lost it, you had it before, or maybe you've never really had a complete sense of it, is really the godly vision for your life. Because as long as you look at like events or titles or things like that, you're still subconsciously putting yourself in that growth mindset. I mean, a fixed mindset. Because if anything happens that impedes your path to that physical thing, you're going to see it as a failure. And remember, we don't have failures. It's only success. So you, you got to look above that. Like, God, what is your real vision? Not just for me to, to have some title as a doctor, reverend, bishop, whatever. That's not it. 
vision is is something that supersedes that it's bigger than that in the way that you're going to influence people and how he wants to use you and then what you're really looking at is not a sum of position or place but a sum of character a sum of personality a sum of traits and so instead of grabbing a degree you're grabbing you're again you're grabbing those golden nuggets of development right so it took me three different post high school programs to get a illegitimate piece of paper that says i'm i can do leadership and worship which i was already doing practically before then i don't know why i needed that but if i would have been looking at all the failures uh, in the physical thinking about a, a job or position that i wanted to be at, be at i could have been disheartened a lot earlier and, and never made it to this point where I'm doing what I'm doing now. So um, I'm going to turn on some worship music a little bit. And if you have your phone, like find a notepad or something, something you can write down. And we're just going to spend like 10, 15 minutes, everybody just on their own. And just just ask God to pour vision into you. you know, what is that vision? How do you see yourself? Not where, not why or your position but how you your character your personality how do you see yourself operating how does he want to have you because because then you release the the stress of having a title or having a certain job or working at a, at a certain place or even location none of that matters anymore none of that matters and you're open to whatever god wants to do and you've got faith to believe for that thing to come around when when god gave joseph the vision that he gave him for his life all he did was show that his essentially that his family would be bowing down before him it had nothing to do with the place or title or anything he didn't really know he just knew that he was going to be authority and be leading so when you think about oh god's called me to be a leader now you're just worried about your character traits i need to know how to lead people i need to build respect build relationships see see what i mean by that now it's stepping outside of like trying to get to an actual place like the top tier of, of some church somewhere or some corporate ladder, but you're actually seeing how he wants you to operate as a person. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to check out the other sections in the app. You can connect with us. You can see upcoming events. You can have someone pray for you. And if you'd like to support what we're doing, you can also make a donation through the giving section. Stay tuned for more messages like these, and we hope to see you soon.